Hey guys, I want to let you know before this starts that this is actually an episode of my new project called The Arnie Diaz Show. Uh, you can find it on all podcasting platforms under The Arnie Diaz Show and on YouTube at Arnie Diaz. It's actually video and live streamed. Um, it's also less serious than all the stuff that I've got going on on the Man About Knowledge podcast. It's more casual, uh, a little bit funner. Uh, we're actually drinking a couple beers during the recording. Um, I appreciate it if you give it a listen and uh, seek out the Arnie Diaz show. I'm definitely working on uh, some new things for the Man About Knowledge podcast, but these podcasts take a little while to kind of research and put together. So in the meantime, I've got this other project going as well. I appreciate you if you guys give it a listen. Thank you. Hey guys, this is another episode of the On Ideas Show. This one is just me hanging out with my buddy, Andrew. Uh, we talk about a bunch of things, uh, from our memories to 9-11, to our current county judge, Clay Jenkins' response to the Dallas pandemic. Um, and also, we talk about the eviction crisis, which is coming coming very soon in the next couple months. Um, then also, we talk about uh, Cornell West. He's a Harvard professor who I think is a mix between Malcolm X, Snoop Dogg, and like Tupac Shakur if they all had Harvard degrees. Uh, please enjoy. Uh, we'll do another one of these at least weekly. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, but first, I have a little message here. This is kind of a throwaway video that I made uh, for my social medias. Here's uh, Duff Man giving you guys a message for Independence Day. Thanks for listening, guys. One last thing I forgot to mention. Uh, half, but not halfway, about 17 minutes into this, uh, we were live streaming this. Uh, this is how I was recording this. Uh, uh, both of our internets cut out, so it's going to be like a like a weird pause, and then we're going to come right back. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Also, I do have a YouTube channel. It's called The Arnie Diaz Show. Please give a subscribe and a uh, watch. Thanks, guys. Quit your doom scrolling for two seconds. Tex-Mex Duffman here to deliver a message to you red-blooded American heroes. I want every American to take one moment, look around and realize you got a lot of shit a lot of people on this planet don't got. Such as running water, a path to wealth, a banking system that works, credit. <laughs> I think as Americans we do one thing far too often. We take this for granted. So on this fine Independence Day, please, remember what you got. I've seen the other side. It's, it's a lot of dirt roads, no water for like 18 hours. What you have here, what we have here is beautiful. It's amazing. And I love you, America. I'm also kind of scared of you, America. But that's just the American way. We're always going to be at each other's throats. We're family. So may the universe bless America. Cheers. Mike's on. Audio on. Here we go. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. I just took a, a hit of some marijuana's. Oh no, I don't have my bottle opener. Let me go grab a bottle Dude. opener. Sorry, man. I got one right here, man. Do you need one? No, I'm good. I'm good. I got one here. Just give me a grab it. I got a lighter. 
just pass you the lighter through the phone, right? Now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. Uh, yeah, man. So we're talking about. <laughs> we don't have the rights to that music. <laughs> All right. Sweet. We don't know what song it is. That's right. I'm just. I could be doing anything. For sure. For sure. Um, all right, cool. All right, we're good to go. Uh, man, did you look up that folder that I sent you? Oh, shit. Yeah, I did somewhere. Yeah, go look that up. I just wanted to talk a couple things in there, man. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm doing uh, I'm doing two videos, uh, these two video ideas. I'm going to do one video on um, the Democratic, the, so the Democratic runoff that's happening on the July 14th. I, yeah. Uh, I, I took the debate. The Steel Day. Yeah. Hey, do you, you're kind of fuzzy, by the way. You should probably focus a little I bit. I am warm and fuzzy. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I broke down a debate that Royce West and MJ Hagar did. Um, and then I also am going to do uh, a video about, like, all the things that you can do in Dallas to um, help yourself get rent, get food, just everything, nice. every piece of information. I'm going to try to get some interviews, too, uh, from some city leaders and some leaders from these organizations. Because, like, the coming eviction crisis, bro, is for real. Um, there is no, at this moment, Congress is in a stalemate about police reform. Uh, so they've taken the second stimulus that they were talking about and just put it on the back burner. So that, so they're just talking amongst themselves about police reform. Like the Democrats just want, uh, qualified immunity to go away. And the Republicans are like, no, that's going to mess too much stuff up. So they're just like fighting it out right now on that. So like, I do not envision there being any like real significant leeway or any real significant movement on a real second stimulus for like at least until the middle of July, if not the beginning of August. And at that point, a lot of people's aids are going to run out. So I just kind of want to make a video like, especially just for Dallas, right? Yeah. About like how you can get food, how you can get aid, uh, like, like, signing signing a cba loan dude you, you could probably sign up for a cba right now there's a program where if you go sign up for a cba grant which is like a government grant to help your, your small business uh, not a grant a loan if you sign up for the loan there's actually a um there's a there's a grant they're giving away it and they give it to you if you qualify for the loan or if you don't qualify for the loan just if they like think that you apply for it it's just a thousand dollar grant right so you can ask for the loan get the grant deny the loan um and that's a real thing what's, what's and, my, and even what's my business uh, just in and uh, do you i mean i don't know do you are you an independent contractor for anything do you have to do your taxes yeah. for anything i like 1099 some stuff yeah 100 percent. so like so you're an independent contractor of some sort um you know just yeah. you know, just be honest put your put the money in there try to get the grant um, cause dude, like, uh, it's going to get bad, man. Uh, the eviction crisis is going to hit if the federal government does not get on it. Uh, cause, uh, people, people can't pay the rent right now. Cause especially if you're in the service industry, like you said, entertainment industry, yep. like yep. it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad quick. Um, What's weird is that like, you know, right now, 
so many of my friends like and it's this is going to be really fucked up it's like a fucked up thing to say but there's a lot of my friends who are making more money on unemployment yeah and then you know i saw uh one of our uh old high school buddies he like posted a comment on facebook that said uh he's like i can't believe what this lady just said and she's like over there saying is like why like why would i go back to work if they're paying me more money to sit on my couch for sure and i was like what no, that's not what that. That's not what the point of that is. You really took. You took exactly what they were telling you, and you went the other way with it. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like that's what like the Republicans are like. Oh, everybody's like sitting under butt. And, like I mean, they're not wrong. People are making like it's six hundred dollars plus whatever you would have gotten for for unemployment. So yep. that's like a. I mean, that's like at least that's an extra twelve hundred dollars a month for people on top of regular unemployment <laughs> benefits. That runs out at the end of July. So yep. that, that's, that's why August is going to be August is Brutal. when like things are, might get, might get bad. Um, and I want to do everything I can to like help people, man. Cause it, man, we got to come together, man. Our leaders don't, our, our leaders just, they're just not good. They're not good at leading. They don't even, they're not, <laughs> just they not good. Nobody is taking a stand anywhere. It's not, it's not even just the president. It's like, the, it's like we've had this system forever where, like, everyone took the cues from the top, you know, for, like, ever. Everyone's all like, we got to listen to the president. Whatever the president does, we'll do. And, he, like, the complete vacuum that he's given uh, has, left, has, has left the leadership up to the local governments, the states, and the mayors, Right? And now in Texas, we've got, we've got, man, we've got a lieutenant governor that makes us all look fucking weak and impotent. Uh, have you seen, have you seen him on television? Like he, like, I, I saw, I saw the, the thing he said about Fauci, man. And I was like, dude, you, you, you're like angry and like, you look like a child. You literally look yeah. like a child. He was like, I don't need to listen to him. I don't even listen to him anymore. I don't even listen to the only scientist that's been on the fucking world stage trying to figure out fucking pandemics for fucking decades. I don't even listen to him. What the fuck? What? <laughs> it's like no one listen. No one's listening. No one's listening to the expert experts. No one is listening no. to the experts. It's like the only thing yeah. we need to do. It's why they're there. They spend their entire life preparing for this shit. We've but got plans. We've. What's even worse is there's people still listening to the president. Like, like you said, like yeah. we were all supposed to, like what we're supposed to do is just listen. It used to be this golden standard. Just, Hey, yo, president's going to tell us the best thing to do. We got to keep calm. Even if he tells us to freak out, we'll just freak out together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead, Trump's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my medical experts don't fucking listen to them. Like, no. don't listen to them. I'm like, yeah. and then there's people who are just like, no, I don't. He told me not to listen to him. I'm not gonna listen to him. Yeah. Like, okay. Dude, it's go it's going deeper than that. Like countries are listening to him. We we forget as Americans, because we live in this shit, like we don't understand how much influence we have. And we set the, the standard on the world. We do. We have not just like we're not just like financially the king. We're really the leadership king that everyone looks at. The world looks upon us and they and they wanna know. They want to know what we do, and what we do is the golden standard for things. And like, like, like Trump's attitude is influence has inf has directly influenced Brazil. 
Like, Brazil's stance is exactly the same as Trump's stance. Like, the, the, the leader of Brazil, he's like, he, like, brought in a shitload of hydroxychloroquine, didn't do any, like, actual medical shit. Like, two of his medical advisors quit, and then he installed a general that had to listen to him. And now they're experiencing the second worst outbreak to us. And like now, yeah, they've been second. They've been second the whole time too, and it's just insane. But like the only thing I, I give them is that there's they're not they're doing a lot less testing than we are, so like their numbers low, and they're not even testing the amount of people that we're testing. No, our numbers high because we're testing so many people. Well, you're not, yes, you're right. You're right. We're, we're testing because, but we, we've also got like our population is gigantic compared to a lot of countries. Like. But what, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, also China has like way more people than us, and like, unless they're hiding a shitload of bodies somewhere, which I know they probably are, but not to the scale that we are. They've got a handle on it. New Zealand's got a handle on it. South Korea's got a handle on it. Italy's got a handle on it. Like all these places what? have proven that you can get rid of it, or at least get a handle on it. But think about this. So like the population. Population is, uh, wow, I didn't know this, but, you know, 331 million in the U.S., 212 in the, the um, in Brazil, okay? 200, okay. So two-thirds, they're, they're two-thirds of what we are. E easy number, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total tests that they've done. We, as America, America has done 35 million tests to date. Brazil has had 3 million tests to date. Whoa. Oh, think of that, dude. Think of that. Okay. That, whoa. Now, you ready for the If you, you look at the proportions, the cases? that's... You ready for the total cases? Holy shit. 2.8 million cases versus 1.5. Their number... <laughs> Their number is like it's directly proportional to ours, but they're doing less testing. It's half. It's half of our number. Okay. And they're doing a tenth of the testing that, that we is, are. That is that is terrifying, bro. That is because you know, like, this, oh my that's god, what, that was the Trump joke, right? Like that yeah. was the Trump joke. Like we gotta we gotta stop doing all this testing. And it was just like the joke was that if, if we keep doing all this testing, we're gonna find out that more people have the virus. I'm like, no, no shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude trump literally said that shit he literally said that shit at the fucking tulsa rally he was like i told him to stop the testing just to stop the testing just stop just, gotta, just slow it down stop. slow it down we gotta stop the testing <laughs> bro it's so fucking ass backwards stupid crazy these people are so like everybody's so up their ass they, nobody wants to look weak, and they're all following the cue from the Cheeto, dude. It's, <laughs> it's so obvious that he just doesn't even want to be president, dude. <laughs> He's not even there. He's just an absentee father <laughs> to the nation. <laughs> Fucking Pence is out of here doing press conferences without him. <laughs> because... <laughs> dude, did you hear that, they were, that the federal sites in Dallas were going to shut down? After, like, it was reported that he was just being sarcastic or some shit. And yeah. then, like, the next week, Pence came to town, and then the sites reopened. I know. He was, I think, he, like, he was in downtown. And uh, 
I like did you hear they they were like replaying they got a they got like the the police scanner they got a police scanner out and they they heard exactly what the chief of police said in Dallas. Yeah, dude. And she was just like, "We're not taking any jokesters today. Like we're not we're we're not we're not playing around. Let them know that we're not playing around." I'm like, "No shit, we're not playing around." Like protesters were like <laughs> like yeah, we, we ain't either. Like, let, let's see. Let's see what's going to happen. And like, I don't know. Dude, it's dude, the... Oh, shout out. There's a bunch of us, bunch of people watching us on Facebook. If you guys want to add to the conversation, please go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, give us shit to talk about. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll talk about it. We're just hanging out. <laughs> oh, man. It's... <laughs> we're like... Like when, 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 like I don't understand, like when, like when is the veil gonna like be, like when is when is people just gonna be like, fuck it, the veil's gone, like this guy's totally not, he's not even trying right now. Like what veil? <laughs> like <laughs> it's gone, it's it's yeah. been done gone. We can see through, like we can see straight through everyone's bullshit, and it's it's there for the world to see, and if you don't see through it. I I am not a religious person, but I'm praying for you. <laughs> I don't know. For sure. Like, I don't understand why you don't understand why Donald Trump is a terrible just leader. I'm not even saying president. <laughs> and yeah. then, like, like and like right now we've got like and because of that vacuum of leadership, like we've got like finally today, thank God, the governor of Texas ordered us to wear masks. Dude, yeah. it's fucking uh, July. <laughs> it's it's fucking July, dude. I was sitting in this room watching Como talk about wearing masks in fucking March. Uh, it's like uh, shit is what it is, dude. Um, I think I I, I the, really the, even the Dallas County, you know that Dallas County judge. Did you see that letter earlier in the week? The Clay Jenkins, oh, like, dude. sent to Abbott. I'm going to say this right now. Clay Jenkins, you get invited to the barbecue. Clay Jenkins, you you, you cool with me, bro. It, it, if it wasn't for Clay Jenkins, I would feel worse. I bro, would he's feel- been the Dr. Fauci of, of Dallas. Like, he's been the he's been the guy on, on like, the guy with the facts. And, like, I mean, the, yeah. even the opening to his letter was, I'm going to have to lean towards the science. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was. Crazy. I want to know how it ends. How what ends? This. What are you looking at? What? What are you looking at? The live stream. Oh, you still watching it? Is it on still? No, no. I'm just saying. Like, cool. We're good. We're on. We're on, ladies and gentlemen. I do not know what happened. That was creepy. It was freaky. I was like scared that somebody had just like bursted one of those EMP bombs or something. <laughs> You lost internet. I lost internet. We something happened with the internet. For sure, something that was weird. My cell phone worked. Uh, it was probably because we were just like, yeah, we were just. It's just too much going through our internets right now. We're just live streaming. I mean, yeah, maybe like Trump sent like a lightning bolt. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what the fuck are they saying over there? <laughs> I bet you. I bet you Pence prayed for this. <laughs> You know what, man? I gotta tell you something about Pence. I'm okay. Like, at least he's trying. You know what I mean? Like, 
when he was yeah. when, when he was talking during those briefings, I was like, you know what? All right, P- Pence is at least trying to put his like foot in the ring. <laughs> I'm gonna get some like, I'm gonna get like I'm go I'm going to hell for some of this, but like, damn, dude, the guy walks like the Hank Hill grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see him, <laughs> I think of the King of the Hill grandfather. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I know like, exactly what you're talking about, dude. I know exactly what you're talking like, about. Why do we elect the Hank Hill grandpa? <laughs> 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 the squinty eyes. Mm. I don't, and I've never really heard him talk. Like it's been a while since like the election, so like I haven't even thought about like I haven't even really heard him talk too much. So like all I can imagine his voice is just like he's just. He's like, can you can you pull up an image of that real quick? <laughs> yeah, I can probably do that. I can work some I wizardry. Up, I can t- pull up an image of. Um... <laughs> Dude, I got I've got the I've got the scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it King of the Hill, Grandfather? <laughs> Just Grandpa. What is it? Cotton. Yeah. His name's Cotton. <laughs> yep. Let's see. It's yes, right here. Oh my God! Somebody's already said this. There's a meme. I didn't know this. What? <laughs> There's a meme. With... Wait, wait. Spell Pence. P E N C E. Oh my God, dude! They oh. already wrote this. Okay, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, you can't see this on your side, but the people can see it. It's everywhere. I He's can't just like, believe they actually did this. That's a real thing. <laughs> Down to the fucking square. Oh my god, it's I just go to I am just on Google, dude. Uh where it says um I just typed in uh, King of the Hill Grandpa Cotton and Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, like at least like at least he's fucking I, I feel like at least he's listening to the experts. He's keep he's he's actually doing the daily briefings. <laughs> he's staying away from the green shirts. That's for sure. <laughs> it doesn't look like the same guy. <laughs> Dude, oh, man. And then, like, we've got, like, but, yeah, like, we were talking about uh, Clay Jenkins and how, like, he's made me feel better. Like, I knew about him when, like, Eric Johnson was, like, implement something. And he was going to, like, um, he was going to, like, just do businesses, right, at 50% or so. Yeah. And then, like, the day later, they were, like, no, Judge Clay Jenkins, the, the county the county judge of Dallas, has stated there is now a stay-at-home order. Most businesses must close down. There is no eating indoors. The bars are closed. Right? And this was, like, before. And, like, at that point, I didn't even know what that was. And actually, they've changed his powers so that he can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, before he did that. And that's why they wrote that letter. That's why he he had to write that letter saying, hey, you got to give us control. At least if you don't want to do this, uh, Greg Abbott, like then you need to give the counties control again yeah. and let them handle it locally as opposed to you saying what's good for the whole state. Dude, it's ridiculous when nine of your mayors in your state have to ask you to let them do a mask order. You know, man? Like, it's, like, ridiculous that if you are you are a servant of the people, if 
If most of your cities need you to a mandate a mask order, why wouldn't you just consider it? You know what I mean? Like, do you, you know what I'm talking about? Like all like like nine mayors of the major cities of Texas, each one of them oh, yeah, signed a letter. War. Yeah, but they were in a bidding. They had to be in a bidding war with with people because it's it was just getting too crazy. I mean, like that's what New York. That's what Governor Cuomo. Uh, Cuomo yeah, cannot say that. Is governor it mayor Cuomo. or governor? Governor. He's governor. He's the governor. Of, also, Governor Cuomo. Yeah. I got to tell you, I didn't know about him either. Really. Apparently, he was in the presidential debates, and nobody thought he was going to be a good presidential candidate. I tell you right now, if he ran for Democratic Democratic presidential candidate, I know a lot of people that would vote for him, and I would he think was he, 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 he was shit there in the yeah, presidential. he was, he was, but he was definitely like yeah, obviously his like whatever he was before this pandemic, I don't really know. I haven't really looked up the guy, yeah. but I watched. Like, I hated just from living in New York. Oh, I hated him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, he was I just, hated him until coronavirus started. And I'm like, yo, finally, man. Like, yeah. thank God this guy's speaking up. Like, no, no, no. What he's done, it really is um, yeah. Mayor Giuliani and 9-11. What, what, Cuomo, what Cuomo's done for yeah. the for, uh, nationally. He made you know, like, me feel better, US. and I don't even live in New York. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's how Giuliani made everybody feel like. You know, when Giuliani had Bush, like, Bush was like, what's going on? Somebody hit a tower? <laughs> and like, and like, Rudy he's like, yeah, bro, we're gonna, we're gonna come from this, and we will remember. Like, he literally just went full Denzel Washington. We yeah. will remember. <laughs> they hit the towers. And I'm like, oh my god. And then like, then like, remember 9/11 started, and you're just like, shit. You're like, <laughs> dude, how nuts was 9/11, man? You remember it? I remember it. Oh yeah. Okay. But like, just because you have to say, "Do you remember it?" Yeah, that, that, that's Rudy Giuliani, man. Like, I, he he was just like, "We're gonna remember." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> God, that's just like, never forget, dude." I was in like sixth grade, I think, and I remember our principal saying in the morning announcements, "We have been attacked." <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. I didn't really register what it was, but like, like after that period, like all of a sudden, everybody had the TV in the classroom. We were doing lessons, but like all day we were watching. We were just, yeah, yeah, you know, we were I, just watching. I remember uh, I was at, um, you went to Lee, right? This was in elementary school. I was vividly remember this when I was in sixth grade, which was, I, mean, yes. I was in Croco Hill. This was back in the That's day, right. day. Back in the day, day when I was raised in, well, I was in middle school. I was in middle school because our middle school had sixth grade. I know Grand Prairie has that weird, that weird sixth grade middle school thing. I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember, yeah. Well, that was the whole thing. Like I could go to, uh, I could go to like a different school. There was like a, I could go to another school and I could have sixth grade at an elementary school, or I could go to a middle school. <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot of confusion. I was like, what's going on here? Oh, my man said he was in second grade in the library. Oh God, dude, I can't even imagine that. I I remember where I was. I was I was in the um. Thanks for watching. <laughs> the girls' locker room at Adams Middle School because we had co-ed <laughs> we had co-ed gym, and I was looking for my teacher because we couldn't find her, and we're like, "Where is our coach?" And then she was just like, "So." They like dared me to go in because the only way you could get to the coach's office was through the women's locker room. You had to kind of go in a little bit yeah, yeah. into the women's locker room to go into our office. 
And all of a sudden, I was just like, I didn't see her in her office, so I just started looking inside the women's locker room. And then all of a sudden, they just rolled out a TV. Like, I come out, there's there's nobody in the locker room. I was trying to, you know, see what I could, I don't know what I was trying to do at fifth yeah. grade. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, crap, something happened. And they, she, like, sat us down. She sat us down. We didn't even do our stretches that day. It was that kind of day. <laughs> Yeah. You didn't do the jumping jacks, the the bend overs, the no, reach man. for your foot, reach for your toe. Dude, I remember walking home though, walking <laughs> home, and I have a long walk home from where I went to school. Like I didn't usually walk home; I always had somebody pick me up. But so, for some reason, like because of the emergency, like the uh, I couldn't get a ride home because we got cut out a little early. And I remember walking home, and it was the quietest walk of my life. Living so close to DFW. I had to walk kind of uh, very close to your neighborhood, man, because I would walk from Adams right there, just along Tarrant to my house. Yeah. You know, you know, Tarrant has that like whip, like kind yeah, of, kind of just has like that. Yeah. That Mazda Zoom Zoom <laughs> commercial <laughs> yeah. kind of like whip to it, but I remember walking that whole path. That's the exact path that I walked, and then like us living so close to DFW Airport you're used to hearing planes at all times, yeah. just planes. And they grounded all the planes. So it was just this creepy dead silence that like, I thought the world was ending because of that dead silence. I don't remember being scared. The world was ending. I, I just because, just because of the plane. Like, no, the no, yeah, planes yeah. freaked me out. I, I, you know, I didn't ever experience that. I, I think I was indifferent to it, but I remember just like watching TV and just watching for days the coverage and just kind of enamoring myself in that world. And like, that's definitely like the doom scrolling that we're doing now where like I'm going through like Twitter and everything and just like regurgitating all the disaster, like news and everything. Um, I do distinctly remember everyone being so much more patriotic, you know? Like, oh yeah, man. The patriotism level was just like nuts. Yeah, like I remember, uh, like, man, it's almost been like five or six years when we went to the World Cup, and like I was just yelling because I was just like holding up the American flag and I was just like, "We haven't been this patriotic since 9 11 Yeah, like, <laughs> crazy. We, but, yeah, dude. Everybody had American flag. Like American flags were sold out. In every store. Yeah. You probably couldn't. You had to sew your own American flag. <laughs> yeah. Just to, like, get one in your front yard. Everybody had them in the front yard. Like, people, man, people were, like, just, like, digging up, putting posts up. Like, they're, they're putting the full. I remember somebody had, like, a dealership-sized one. Like, a fucking giant-ass flag. <laughs> Bigger than their house. Yeah. Like a, like a Ford dealership American flag. Yeah. Like a big old sheet in the sky. America. They couldn't afford a fucking flag, so they just had to get an American sheet. <laughs> it's a tarp. It's a giant tarp. This is what um, Francis Scott Key did. <laughs> See the guy? Just, just use the sheet. Use the sheet. Shit. My bad. My camera just died. My camera what? just died. Sorry. Stop having difficulties. I'm not. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm all right. They can still hear us. I just got to put a new battery in. Take five seconds. Um, dude, I, I feel like 
but we know that like that that time like definitely changed our attitudes you know and i, I remember i remember the distinct oh, yeah. difference before and after like it was a definite like shift you know like after that we were definitely more patriotic we were also definitely way more scared immediately you know like no like i think like that was when we eventually like that was when we turned into a society that now looks in inward and like towards threats and things like that like i think that's when the 24-hour news cycle really took a hold you know i think that's when like uh we as americans really started paying attention to government and things like that and like so like now and i like how like that whole thing like birthed a whole lot of people joining the military right yeah and like team america came out which is like a team america fuck yeah right which was a complete caricature of the way we were in the world and like I mean, it was a crazy time it was definitely like you know motivation to go upward i mean with obama didn't really slow that down you no know? he was like, more wow. of he was a more of a focused a yep. focused killer <laughs> like he didn't, he didn't, like, uh, like, Bush just, like, threw a metric F-ton of troops and artillery and money and resources. I mean, he just fed. He just fed as much as he could. And Obama came in. He came in with more of a, more of a strategic aspect of things. He tried to do uh, as much, like, instead of, like, like sending a, like, an 18, like, special ops into an area, how about we just send a Predator drone and just blow them all up? Yeah. Like, yeah. He was a lot about like not putting our soldiers in direct combat, but like having the most death as possible. And no one really knows that. <laughs> he was, like, killed a lot of people. He killed a lot of people. He also like he also deported a lot of immigrants too, which like is definitely true. Like like nobody really thinks about that stuff, you know? Uh but like I still think of him as a way better leader. Uh, probably one of the better leaders we've had in a while. And, like, I think it's interesting how, like, we, like, every time there's, like, a collapse of some sort, it's always a Republican. And then, and then it's always we have to, a Democrat. Democrat have to rebuild. Yeah, they, they rebuild. It's like, like, it's like, what happened during, like, the big bubble, the recession happened, right? There was a recession, 9-11, right? And like everything yeah. busted, and like the reason the reason the, re the recession happened is because we like we deregulated banks, right? You can't do that. You can't like let a market just be completely free. Like we learned that back in the depression, like, and that's what happened. Like they just let the markets go. They just let the markets do whatever they want, and like these mm -hmm. subprime mortgages, which were just basically poker chips that were just losing value because people they were giving away. They were basically like. It was like it was just like student loans. Like it, you can give it to anybody, even if they have terrible credit. Just here, here, you get a loan, you get a loan, you get a loan, you get a loan. Everybody just got a yeah. loan. Even people like who knew, Oprah. even people who knew they couldn't, they got a loan. Just yep. because the because we just de they deregulated the banks, Bush deregulated the banks with like crazy amounts, and then the bubble popped. Fucking, do you you remember the recession? Do you remember that? Like I remember my father telling me he lost half of his retirement. Or is half of his 401k in, like, a span of a week. Yeah. It was that bad. Is that, I mean, and I remember coming out of high school. So, like, at that point, we weren't really entering the job market. So, we really no, didn't. No, but our generation had to go into college when everybody lost their money. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was like, well, like that, those were our years. Like we were supposed to go to right into college when yeah. nobody had money. I was like, that's, that's tough. Yeah. That was definitely the, especially for a city, especially for a city like ours, that was big on, that was just kind of more of a, a very big worker town, like a lot of blue collar, you know, like a industrious. Yeah. I, I liked Grand Prairie, man. I didn't really, like I came there. Like, I think right before middle school, because I still lived in Oak Cliff when I was in Lee. I went to Robert Lee. Uh, but Do I we still, still call lived... it that? Did they uh, that? I show? believe they're thinking about changing it. Pretty sure. I know they're changing one of the elementary schools there. That's a Lee Elementary, I think. Is there a Lee in Grand Prairie Elementary School? I think I saw an article saying that on, like, Grand Prairie News, that they're going to try to change that name, at least. Um, uh but I don't think so, no. But I went to Lee, and I was still living in Crockett Hill. And then I uh, moved to I moved there, basically before high school. But like, man, like, we like what's crazy. Like, I, I I distinctly remember the market just going down, and like, another time I was also watching TV and just like watching everything unfold as it was, you know, like watching Congress eventually like be like, oh, we're gonna put. A trillion and a half dollars into the into the markets and to the banks just to save them, right? And I, and then like, I think it was like maybe two years, three years after that, Occupy happened. Yep, Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall. Yeah, you do. A lot of people don't really know this about Occupy, but it, it like really was the catalyst that formed a lot of the protests that happened afterwards, and definitely what's happening now because Occupy was the first real time that in America, because it happens because like occupied zones happen all over the planet. All the time, um, but it was first time America had a big occupied zone, and it was where a lot of the people who congregated and who made protests and were out there trying to make change happen um, it was the first time in America they came together and like talked and like planned and like met each other and like this. That's going on in like uh, Seattle right now, right? Yeah, one like, of the autonomous like, zones. Yeah, the, ch- the Chaz. Yeah, the Chaz. Uh, that, dude, it's nuts how that is. Um, so, like, apparently these zones happen all over the place, right? And it's it's literally just like a like people just go in, they knock, they like they put up walls, they kick out the police, and it's just a protest zone, right? Um, and they have them in Europe all the time, dude. Apparently in Europe, especially I think in like, um, I think it's the Spanish, like they'll have occupied zones that have been around for like years. And then, like, every once in a while, they'll just, like, do battle with the cops. But, like, they're, like, you know, European cops are real different than American cops. They don't really carry a lot of guns. I think I went, you know, I went to um, Copenhagen. Copenhagen has, has an occupied zone. Uh, in Denmark. Oh, Denmark, yeah. I, I'm sure, yeah, like, I, I, I'm sure they happen. Like, it's crazy. It's weird how, like, older parts of the world have such a vastly different attitude on things than we do. Yeah. Like, the whole no-gun thing for cops is, like, one, one very interesting thing. Because I feel like they've been... I feel like we're we're a young country, and we're just going through our growing pains now. I feel like other parts of the world that are older countries have probably gone through these kind of growing pains before, and now they're in a state where they're just, like, we just fight and bicker. That's why, like, if you've ever looked at, like, the... I think it's a parliament in the U.K., whatever their government body is, they literally mm-hmm. scream at each other. Like, yeah. Like, it's fucking dope to watch. Yelling. Yeah. This is literally just shouting match. 
It's literally just like a stadium, like like it's literally like a it's literally like a like a giant Harry Potter classroom. Don't they still have to wear like powdered wigs or something? Yeah, they, like, they, they wear the wig shit, the wig shit. The yeah. you you know what that's about? That's like from like the olden times when like the the rich class got syphilis from doing each other, <laughs> and they had to hide the fact that they were losing their hair, and like everyone just took it in. Do you, I think they still wear wigs in Canada? I think they I think they do in Canada. Really? Yeah, I think they do. They definitely do in Australia. They still wear wigs there too. I don't know when we decided like that's why. Why <laughs> need a wig? It's a big it's like a big lamb hanging on your head as you're, you know, on stage delivering law. <laughs> like here is the law. My hair makes me make the law. Um, <laughs> dude, uh, dude, it's, just, it's crazy, like, the things that we're going through now and, like, the things we're still yet to come, man. Uh, we're, oh, like, no. like, we got to be on our game, man. We got to be on our game. We got to, like, we got to, like, come together, realize that our leadership is just, like, trying to put itself together. Um, and hopefully it, it gets itself together. Fuck, I'm glad that the mask mandate came into effect. That makes me Finally. feel better. Yep. Yeah, man. So, uh, what's this, uh, what was this first video in your folder? Uh, for uh, looking at, so, the one thing, dude, have you ever heard of Cornell West? No. If you see this guy, I just, let, let's just watch the, um, Go in like two minutes. Cornell West is a Harvard University professor, but he's also like he's like of a Harvard University for press professor Eminem and like Snoop Dogg all rolled into one. And he like wax poetically about some really interesting subjects, and I just love the way he interprets things. Um, let me pull it up here, and I can actually play the video. Yeah, you're you're gonna start like two minutes in. You said. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I like to, yeah, Conor West, like, dude, the thing is he says, they're just, like, on point, and they're just, like, and you know it's coming from a man who's, like, read into just philosophy his whole life. His hair looks crazy. Dude, he's, he's so cool, dude. Um, there we go. Yeah, I'm gonna put it up the browser, see if this works, still figuring stuff out. <clears throat> Let's go, and I think, it's like, you can just play it on your end same time you playing it right now all right so the cornell west one is the one i want to play uh about to the computer's taking my, my computer's definitely slowing down right now Let's see if that works good good all right hopefully this works we'll see if the audio comes through uh, it's working I keep getting the feeling that All right, I'm going two minutes in. Yeah, two minutes. Let's go like 239. 239. Let's see if this works out. That lo and behold, we can hit these issues of poverty but you, you and know, unemployment. He, what I, I despair, though, at times. You know, he went to a, an evangelical church um the, uh, the other week uh, after his rally in Tulsa and to watch the video where he was go he was repeating the, the various names he says people set call 
COVID-19, getting to the, the slur that he was going to use. And the audience, you could tell they were egging him on, waiting for him to say it. And then when he finally used the, Let's talk about uh, the, Tulsa. the, the, the slur this is uh, when Trump was at that Tulsa. we all know, Barely. they erupted into cheers talk and about applause. And this was in a church. These were among people who identify as, you know, strong Christians. They were cheering this racist terminology and waiting for it and eager for it. I mean, what have we turned into? Or what? I mean, I, no, guess, I, I don't know that it's we turned into. We certainly have been this be before. So, no, you know, the great F.O. Matheson used to say, "Will America move from perceived hmm. innocence to corruption without a mediating stage of maturity?" We've grown hmm. powerful, we've grown rich, but we haven't grown up. We have to realize, though, that you know, there's a long history of my yeah. fellow Christians, the Constantinian Christians, hating. Jews, gays, lesbians, trans, black people, indigenous yeah. people, and so forth. So that it's the countervailing voices that we need to keep track of. Those folk on, in, on, the, on the ground, in the street, those folk who remain home but still recognize, I want to hold on to some kind of integrity, honesty, and decency and bear witness to a love and justice. But we'll see. I mean, if, if we can't you know, overcome the kind of despair that you're talking about. We're in deep trouble. But remember now what Goethe says, he or she who's never despaired has never lived. Hmm. Nothing wrong with wrestling with despair. The question is not allowing it to have the last word. But, but what do you, uh, what gives you hope that guy today? preaches, man. Dude, I mean, guy's like, awesome. You know, there's people marching in the streets. Gives me hope. And, you know, people uh, from all different backgrounds joining them and uh, people calling for change, and it seems like, you know, that's in the air and that's possible. Um, but all those things are fragile. Those things can, you know, oh, tides absolutely. can turn. And they've always been fragile. This is not, as you know, this is, this is not the first generation for this. This has been true from the very, very beginning. And we do have a cloud of witnesses of all colors, all genders, all sexual orientations, all national identity. This is a global struggle against forms of evil, be it predatory capitalism, be it white supremacy, male supremacy, anti-Jewish, anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Muslim, anti-Mexican practices. We got to keep track of the humanity of each and every one of us. Hope is as much a verb as a virtue. We What's have up? to stay in Fireworks. motion Sorry. and always know that <laughs> oh. we got some memories of love and justice. We've got some joy tied to our witness that the world can never take away. And if we have a collective effort, lo and behold, we can hold up this bloodstained banner just a little, a little longer. But there's no guarantee that the American empire will not collapse. There's a real possibility that it may. But we have to fight until the end, though, brother. We got to go down swinging. Don't mean a thing. If it ain't got that swing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh, dude. All right, so I'm gonna take it back to where we were. Oh man, I, I love I love like the biggest thing that I, I, I love about what he says is that what he's really pointing to, like for to me, is that we do this all the time. As as Americans, we have always protested, we have always rioted, and we have always made change with these means. This yep. is what we do. This is who we are. Our government, at, at, like, it like, happens every 80 years or like every 50 years. Like, this is how women got the right to vote. This is how the slaves got free. This is how, this is how major, this is how like, we stop having children dying in factories. 
like we have always protested. I'm sorry we have always rioted. And I'm sorry the only real change that has ever happened for the working class in this country has been through protest and has been through destroying of property because goddamn it, we are human beings and we deserve to be treated as such. And as Americans, we protest and it's a, and it's a pattern. We always do it. It's who we are. Like I have like I, that gives me solace. Right? It makes me feel that we've been through this before. We'll do it again probably. But we've done it before and good comes from it. And good yep. can come from it, man. Um, yeah, and it, it, like Cornell West said, he's like, man, like we got to we got to we got to be those people, those those outliers. We have to be those people just on the outside that that can remember the love and the injustice. Yes. Yes. Like we, we, we like have, at the same time, you know have, what I'm saying? Like we have such a short attention span. We forget. Oh yeah. We forget even just a generation ago. Like I know, like, like we, we forget how hard the struggles can be, and then and and like what happens is for our society, like we get complacent, and then as we get complacent, we stop asking for things, and as we stop asking for things, things get worse for the lower class, and eventually, lower class is just like, hey. Hey, we're down here. We need help. <laughs> like, we can't just be down here doing this. Um, it's like, yeah. like, I, 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 I know this is tough right now, and like, we're definitely looking at each other, and like, there's a lot of real like bad stuff going on, <laughs> a lot of hilarious stuff going on too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I have, I know that we, as a country, will go back to this again at some point, but we have done this time and time again, and we get over it, right? Like, we calm down, and eventually we forget. And hopefully, I think maybe now we're not going to forget. Like, thank God for the internet, man. <laughs> like, internet changed stuff, man. Like, I bet just like just like newspapers change stuff. Like, writing letters yep. change stuff. Like, I think throughout the the fact that we communicate with each other for like the easiest way that we do. Every time we we like do that as a species, like change happens because we just like move information between us like a lot faster now with the internet the, man. the power of media has really uh taken political things to a whole other level as well because sure. more people can be louder about their cause and i love it uh, i love it in one sense but i I'd like you know uh there's sometimes where i like i hate looking at facebook and stuff like that because you know it gets a little too it gets a little too opinionated and stuff like that and like sometimes i just want to catch up but kind of like you don't go to a bar to talk politics. You go to a bar to catch up with friends. Sometimes yeah. that's how I feel about Facebook. Yeah, for sure. But, but I'm so glad that we have something to, to, you know, like we have a soapbox to stand on and that we all can feel kind of um, like we have a voice. Like, you know, you don't gain your voice from not speaking. Like, yeah. I mean, that, that is just like the easiest up. way to say it. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, and for people, and I don't care uh, like we were talking about uh, our, our mutual friend that we have who's uh, opinionated in another direction that like we don't necessarily agree with, but good for that person. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the, um, I saw somebody make like a bad comment or something that I didn't like. And I was like, dude, I'm glad you think this way. You are entitled to your comment. And just like I'm entitled to my thoughts, and my opinion on this matter, you are too. 
Yeah. I will hear you out. Yeah. I will listen to you and I won't be negative about it. I just don't agree with you. Yeah. And I don't think you should be as vulgar to, you know, the issue as you seem to be because you have every right to be, to have your thoughts and you're, you have every right to voice them in this country. So like, keep on keeping on, you know, like that's, that's how I don't care what your ideas are. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what, like your, uh, like what way you lean or whatever it was like, but if you're voicing your opinion, I can totally have respect for you. Yeah. There's just, there's way more respect for people who, who voice their opinion. And so like, I'm glad in in a world where we're being kind of shunned and sheltered and being told to hush up, uh, right now is the time to come out because the, even with the protests right now, you know, like even the protests have gotten shut, like shut down and stuff, you know, they've gotten shut up because they, they, those people have to march quietly and, you know, uh, I don't know. They're afraid to protest because they're going to arrest them for every little thing. I'm like, that's not, that's not the America that we live in. Like, that's not the America that's supposed to be free. Right. Yeah. No, hundred like, percent. Like uh, it's all right. It is our right to protest. It is our right to do that. It, it, it is the most American thing you can do. The is the yes. standing up and telling your opinion, telling people how you feel, how you're being treated. That is the most American thing possible. And it's the reason this country is so damn great it's because, like, this country is just a hodgepodge, a microcosm of different cultures and peoples that just came together. Some people took it over, and some people came here uh, years later to settle life. Like, this, this, is a, this is a melting pot of different cultures that just kind of exploded together. And we have, we have always, at our purest form, have always decided to listen to each other. Yep. And the right for you to, to at least voice your opinion is the greatest right that we have and should be the right that we protect more than anything. Um, and like, it, like it, and it doesn't, like, and I think like the internet as a, as a thing is definitely something that we, in a lot of ways, were not ready for um, because it is definitely a tool for misinformation. And like, if we look at it at its base yeah. level, it's so as a, as a, as a, as a, as a being, what we really tune into is story, right? Like our, like we are hardwired to listen to, to someone tell exactly what has happened to them and things like that. And we as species tend to trust each other just, just because we're in the same space. You know, we, we we are social creatures and we to trust each other is to be stronger and that's hardwired yep. into us and like with a, a a beautiful giant machine of information uh that everyone can tune into and everyone can change and shift uh it definitely becomes inevitable that bad actors and people who want to spread misinformation um spread it and it becomes real for other people and like we are the first generation i think that has dealt with the misinformation engine right yep. and we definitely i think you and i are probably of the generation that have learned from it and understand it to the point where we know what is misinformation changed information and given information you know what's funny is like like in school we were taught we were taught that from school from day one because we were told that like 
I just remember every course that we had to learn how to study in the library and library resources because the like it was engraved into our mind that the internet the stuff on the internet as a whole are opinions more than facts yeah go to trusted sources and like that was just what we were culturally yeah. taught we were in school yeah, the kids. most stay we, away we from were just Wikipedia. like <laughs> always stay away from wikipedia yeah. was like line number one but like in a sense like let's just take the general topics of it the top level and say uh look at your resources look at where you're getting your information from before you take that information and run with it yeah. because you have to analyze it and make sure that it is something that has any any sort of foundation uh because you're not gonna you know it's you're not going to be credible and you, you're going to be, you know, eat from a, I think from like from early on in high school, even on high school or middle school, we were taught if you want to be credible, like know your sources yeah. and that's it. Like, but I'm so glad that they kind of instilled that because it works now today. That's one of the true, like the, the few things I learned in high school, yeah. which, which is such a random part of part of it. Right. Yeah. That like, I, we have to use now in everyday life is just like, look at who your sources are. Cause if my sources are just uh, hearsay on Facebook or, you know, Instagram or TikTok, Snapchat, you know, then that's not like, those aren't true facts. Right. This just, that, you're that, just getting someone else's telephone game. Yeah. That's just like YouTube. It's just like a, it's just a, 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 yeah. a present, a presenter place where people just present information. You're not really, and that's, it up. that's where propaganda starts. Yeah. Is, is like places where that, that are social. Yeah. Essentially. Um, yeah. And there are people out there who want to spread that misinformation. Right. And like, and it gets out and it gets, and it grows legs. And then you have movements based on the earth being flat. <laughs> like, yep. Uh, it's, it's insane. It's intense, man. Um, I, I know, man, I'm always an optimist and I believe that we'll be okay. Uh, I think that we'll get over this at some point And I believe that we will learn from our mistakes and we will be better for all of this as a species as a people you know maybe the next i don't know next next two years is going to be interesting um but i think as a people as a country we're going to come out of this better for mm -hmm. sure um for sure i think this is where we end it man we gotta i'm tired thanks for watching everyone if you're still watching <laughs> yeah Definitely. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Like, yeah, it was, uh, that was the weirdest thing, right? I know. Like, we both lost internet. That was weird. <laughs> I was creeped out for a second, man. But yeah, I was trying to figure out what happened. Everything froze. Yeah. I was like, I was are trying... we, what happened to us? <laughs> I was in the middle of a sentence and you were just like frozen. And then all of a sudden you turned off, this turned off. My TV started doing the scroll wheel and I was like, what? Yeah, literally. Your TV started doing stuff yeah, too? Yeah, because I got the blue screen on right now. From YouTube. Oh yeah, man. Um, thanks for watching. Uh, if you guys have a minute, please uh, subscribe to my podcast. It's called the Arnie Diaz Show on every so every podcasting platform there is. I'm Arnie Diaz at everything on Twitter as well. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Um, any any anything to plug yourself, sir? Uh, yeah, there's a, we, we have a movie conversation going on weekly right now. That's going to start, I'm going to start releasing in the coming week and it's just, uh, Andy and Arnie talk movies. Yep. So definitely watch that. Uh, we've reviewed a couple of things so far and, uh, they're all going to be coming out in the next, uh, in the upcoming weeks. So look out for that. All right.
Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. All right.